Walton Biz Talk and the last episode of season four. Today we are with Summer Stahlbomber on her last episode ever. Hello. We're also here with Jesse and Ryan. Hi. Howdy. So it's Summer's last episode because Summer is graduating in Woo. just a couple of days. Yes. Oh, wait, I guess like two weeks two from now. Two weeks. And yeah, you've. The 11th. The eleventh, and you've been. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been uh, the co-host for a couple of seasons now. So, how how are you feeling? Uh, A little, a little anxious, but (laughs) very excited. Yes, a lot of feelings. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I'm ready to be finished with school for now, but at the same time, you know, a lot of things are uncertain. So it's kind of it's kind of scary, but fun. A fun scary. What, um, so before we kind of get into our discussion today, can you tell us, like, what's your major? Um, kind of where, where did you come from? Yes, yeah, so my major is in marketing. I'm minoring in economics and political science. Um, do you mean, like, where are you, like... Yeah, where are you from? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> tell us about yourself. Who are you? <laughs> um, I'm from Rogers, so it's, it's pretty close, just about 45 minutes away. Um... So, yes, I'm from Arkansas, which is fun. Probably don't know if I'm going to stay, but I do love Arkansas, so, yeah. I can't believe you never mentioned the fact that you ride Harleys. (laughs) (laughs) When was I supposed to put that in there? I would always lead with that. (laughs) I would always lead with that. (laughs) From now on. Summer, where are you from? Well, I ride Harleys. (laughs) (laughs) You actually do like a lot of cool stuff. You ride Harleys, you backpack a lot, you, you've hiked all over. So Summer works in our office and every time there's a break, when she comes back, I'm like, Summer, what mountain did you climb? <laughs> Can you just tell us like some of the stuff that you've done? Oh yeah, well, um, so for this past spring break, uh, my friends and I, we went to the Blue Ridge Mountains um, in Georgia and we backpacked those for a few days, which that was awesome. Um, it was really cool. So the Blue Ridge Mountains, I didn't know. I've gone to the Smoky Mountains also, and I didn't know if they could live up to that because they are um, like not as well known. Um, and they were incredible. It was really cool. Our campsite, you could see like all of the mountains, but at the same time, you could see the lights from Atlanta. Um, and so it was really cool because you knew that you were like very secluded out in this primitive campsite, but at the same time, just right in the distance, there was the lights from this beautiful big city. Um, so it was really, really neat. I loved that. Uh, spring break before that, I went to the Smoky Mountains, um, and that was incredible. That was in Tennessee, so they're really close to each other. We can't go that far away on spring break. There's no time. <laughs> um, but... The Smoky Mountains were incredible. Um, we backpacked those for a few days, and then we went to climb chimney tops, which was really, really cool. Um, so yeah. Is that a mountain too? <laughs> it's a, it's like a, it's a part of the Smoky Mountains that was nice. burnt down by some a couple guys who oh, like, wow. they were like 14, started a campfire up there and left, and then you know burnt down like a ton of the mountains, and it's this really, really steep climb to get there, and it had just snowed that morning, mm. like. 
10 inches um and so we were just hiking up there in almost like a foot of snow uh but it was so beautiful it looked when you got to the top there was this lookout point and it legitimately it looked like we were in a hallmark card or something (laughs) because all the pine trees were covered with snow and it was just so beautiful so i also hike a bunch in arkansas obviously just because it's such a beautiful area um so if you guys haven't hiked in arkansas you definitely should because we have some of the best hiking in the country, I think. What's your favorite trail around here? Ooh, um, probably Hemden Hollow. Um, it's really cool, uh, and it's it's a little bit different than like your typical like Whitaker's Point or something like that. Um, and it's the tallest waterfall in Mid America. So wow. where is that? <laughs> Uh, it's out in the same place where everything else is, out in like Ponca area. Mm. But it's really neat. It's very a very steep hike back to your car (laughs) Um, so beware that's awesome yeah what is it you like about hiking what is it i like about hiking um i guess i really just like being outside uh anytime i'm stressed out or anything i always like go outside you know i always like ride my bike or go on a walk or a run or something so i just think there's something cool about like being in nature, especially for um, an elongated period of time, like when you're backpacking and stuff like that, because like nothing else really matters except for the essentials, you know, like you have food, you have water, you're warm enough, and then you're just outside with the elements, and it's really beautiful, but you're not, you're not focused on a lot except for like just doing your task, and so I think that's a, a really neat distressor that's also really, happens to be really beautiful. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you do that a lot during, like, finals week? <laughs> 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 doing any hiking? I like, actually, I just live outside. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do. I try to get outside a lot during finals week. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not one of those people who can study just, like, all night or all day or something. I can study for, like, an hour and a half, and then I'm like, well, it's time to go do something. <laughs> so I'll, usually I'll study for a while, and then I'll go ride my bike and then I'll come back and I'll study for a while and then I'll go on a walk and so mm-hmm. might not get a lot of studying done but I'm not stressed out yeah. <laughs> hey that's what's important <laughs> <laughs> well you've got probably a couple of finals coming up um as you're nearing the end of the semester <clears throat> have you had time to like pause and reflect and think about your time here or are you more like hurry 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 to the finish line <laughs> i haven't really had a lot of time yet i mean there's instances where you're you know you're just like one day you're like oh my god i'm graduating in a month mm-hmm. or something like that um and then you get really freaked out and excited for a minute but for the most part i've been the biggest thing that's been taking up my time is working on my honors thesis and so that's been like consuming a lot of what i've been doing um so i haven't necessarily had time to reflect yet but i'll get there probably (laughs) after the fact yeah (laughs) so can you talk a little bit about your honors thesis yeah um it's actually been i thought it was going to be like this big daunting thing which don't get me wrong it kind of was um (laughs) but it was actually really interesting so my thesis you can pick whatever topic you want which i didn't really know going into it but you can write about whatever you want so I wrote about um, marketing, since I'm a marketing major, but I wrote about marketing um, and how that affects gender stereotypes, particularly towards women. Um, Mm -hmm. And I did 
a pretty extensive literature review, which was by far my favorite part of the actual thesis because since I picked a topic I was interested in, reading about it actually ended up being super duper interesting. Um, and so the thesis turned into something that I was like really nervous about and that I thought would be this huge mm. undertaking to something that I like enjoyed learning about and I think I'm kind of like better for having done it because I've learned a lot about women in marketing and how, I guess, <laughs> how the marketing field has portrayed women, mm -hmm. um, which is really interesting. Um, it's not great, but it's been really interesting to learn about, and I think that might help me when I get a job, because if I go into the marketing field, that would be a, a good thing to note. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, <clears throat> going in, were you just kind of looking at what it's like for women in marketing or like how women are portrayed, which is kind of what you mentioned. Um, but like in order to show what, like what, like what kind of came out of that? Well, I was basically looking at how women were portrayed because I, I didn't know to what extent, but I knew that there were some pretty big gender stereotypes in how marketers portrayed women, especially in things like the fashion industry and stuff like that. Like I knew that was really prevalent. Um, and so going into it, that's kind of all I knew. And I figured that it would be like, once I started reading about it, I'd learn more, um, which I did. And I think one of the most interesting things I learned was um, how toys are marketed to children um, and how much that can change um, their perceptions of gender. Because until, and I learned this from my literature review, but until you're seven years old, you don't understand that your sex is a biological and stable thing. And so you look to the culture around you to form your identity and your idea of gender until you get to that age. Mm -hmm. um, and because toys, because the um, toy marketing industry is such a profitable industry, um, and the way they do that is by really stratifying those two genders, um, that's caused a lot of young girls especially, and young boys, it's caused a lot of um, gender rigidity to happen at a younger age. Mm -hmm. So it usually happened around five or six where girls are really obsessed with being girls and boys are really obsessed with being boys. But that started happening at like three or four now, um, which is kind of alarming. Um, and so that was a really interesting mm -hmm. thing I learned. And I also learned that um, we tried to regulate that and it was just like completely shut down because they make so much money off of it. Um, and so I thought that was kind of really interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was totally shut down. So uh, it's uh, that's what I thought was most interesting to learn about because you don't really think about toys, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's so that's weird. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really random, but do you watch Mad Men? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, I have watched it. Just, like, as a marketing yes. person. <laughs> just, yes. I was thinking about that because uh, what interests me about that show is that they, they show, like, how, how they market to women. Yeah. And how they market, uh, not, not really to kids, but, like, how they're marketing to women and how that sort of develops the culture. And it kind of creates this whole way of living and way mm -hmm. of life for people. Just through mar marketing is, like, a really powerful thing. You don't mm -hmm. really, it really is. think yeah. about it that much, but... Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a really interesting thing to learn about, I think. Um, a little bit upsetting because <laughs> some of the stuff you don't know is happening, and then I read about it, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's been a, a good thing to know. I'm wondering how streaming channels, like the fact that most kids don't watch commercials anymore, 
has changed may may change that toy marketing because I'm thinking my kids we watch PBS Kids, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, and mm-hmm. various and sundry other streaming things because it's just that's what's there. That's where all the shows are. Mm-hmm. How has that changed? Yeah, or, or has it? Is there much lit on that? That's really interesting. I think since it's so new, there's less literature about mm-hmm. it, or at least literature that I delved into. Um, but they did talk a lot about commercials and how. Um, those market directly to children because they have such a strong buying power and how Mm -hmm. that can be seen a little bit as unethical because until a certain age you don't understand that you're being marketed to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's interesting with streaming services because they don't have those. But I also feel like streaming services um, put certain films like at your fingertips that you may not have been able to watch as much as you could now. Um, like, I read a whole book about, like, the Disney Princess franchise mm-hmm. um, and how that kind of affects a little girl's um, idea of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of those are on Netflix and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and those are really at your fingertips now. So I think there's probably pros and cons to that. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Interesting. At least the Disney princesses are becoming more like independent. <laughs> like if you think about the ones that like that I grew up with, and then the one my niece who is ten, and she gets characters like Brave, right. or I don't know their names, so I'll just name the movies. But <laughs> Brave or like Frozen or like things where like the women are like much more independent thinkers, and they're not as it's not as like romantically focus right with like prince charming or whatever but like the older ones are much more so it's been that at least there's that you know like there's a little bit of a change in mm-hmm. the uh, protagonist but the interesting i don't thing, know if that's helping or hurting <laughs> who knows the interesting thing though is that those original disney films are still far and wide right the most popular and i actually i read a really interesting study about the brave doll Mm -hmm. um so in the movie she's portrayed as like a 15 year old girl and she always has her bow and arrow with her um and when she came out as a doll she was portrayed much more womanly Mm -hmm. and like her figure and everything and also she was in a dress and she didn't have her bow and arrow Mm. so they when she came out as a doll she was pretty much just like a another princess and they got a lot of backlash from that but it's kind of from what I read about it, and obviously I, I read a book that was pointing out the negatives in right. the Disney Princess line, but it seems like there there's a slow change that's happening, but at the same time, part of the change is happening just because they feel like pressured to do so. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to like check boxes, but not actually make meaningful change necessarily, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was like, <laughs> I feel like we can... Have a conversation. This is a rabbit hole we could go <laughs> yeah, away so we could just like have this whole conversation <laughs> about dolls and gender stereotypes and those effects on women, but maybe we won't. We only have like a short amount of time. <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really interesting though how you talked about a lot of companies are just checking boxes because mm-hmm. you see that with a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be marketing or like complying to regulations or mm-hmm. really anything. Right, they just they see what needs to be done and they do it, and a lot of times there's nothing that goes like past that. Right, like minimum amount of effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, what like 
how has this thesis process been? Are you are you, are you done with it? Um, or you... I am pretty much done with it. So I've sent it to my second reader, which is mm-hmm. obviously the second person to read it. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> um, Elaborate, please. <laughs> My thesis advisor has already checked off on it and been like, okay, it's fine. Um, And now my second reader is reading it, um, and she'll make edits on it, and then I'm assuming send it back to me, and then I'll make those edits. Um, But Walton is a little bit more relaxed with your defense, so I don't give a defense in front of a committee like I would do in Fulbright. Instead, Mm -hmm. it's a a poster presentation Mm -hmm. um, where there will be a lot of different people there and they'll come by and ask me about my poster and things like that but it's a little bit less intimidating which I'm thankful for (laughs) um but the process uh I started last year with just getting my maybe I started this year I don't don't remember um I started either at the end of last year or the very beginning of this year uh finding my thesis advisor um and I thought about what I wanted to do this summer and kind of figured something out that I thought was interesting. Uh, and then from there, you have a lot of autonomy, which I found kind of scary because the thing is, no one really tells you what's going on. Um, and so I was just like, so do I just start writing? Like, <laughs> do I need a prompt? What's going on? Right. Um, but basically, like, after you have your advisor and they say, yeah, your idea sounds good and kind of give you tips on how to write an actual research paper, you basically just like write it and... Whenever I had an issue, I would go to my thesis advisor and be like, hey, how do I handle this? Um, So we met basically just whenever I I needed to Mm -hmm. meet. Um, But I've been writing it on and off for this past year. Um, I've written a lot more this semester, obviously, because last semester I was like, oh, I have so much time. I'll just write it later. And this semester I was like, oh, no. I have so many books to read and paper to write, so I've written a lot more this semester, but um, yeah, it's been cool because you have so much autonomy. Mm-hmm. It's been, I think, the first paper I've ever written where it was pretty much like I kind of did all of it, you know, like mm-hmm. I came up with a prompt and everything like that, so that was interesting. And that's something that you're not prepared for until you just do it. Yeah. Right. Um, As is the case with many things. Yes. <laughs> do you have any advice for students who are starting their thesis or maybe writing their thesis? Yeah, um, I think a good idea would be to start before you think you need to start. Um, just because like most people put it off. Uh, and I did the same thing because I was like, yeah, it'll be fine, which it is. Uh, but had I actually started writing last semester, first of all, I could have finished it last semester, mm-hmm. which would have been awesome because <laughs> then I would have this semester to just do whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think maybe pace out, like plan. If I would have planned, you know, and been like, I'm going to read a book a month or something like that as opposed to oh no I need to read like nine books over Christmas break Um, it would have been a lot nicer so I think planning is an integral part of research which I think is something that they're trying to teach you in Mm -hmm. a low stakes environment Um, and something that I learned Uh, but yeah I think that's the the biggest advice that everyone gives you they're like yeah you should start early but then no one does so (laughs) I'm here to tell you that you should start early (laughs) (laughs) same advice different person (laughs) but I mean it is everybody talks about holding yourself accountable holding Mm -hmm. yourself accountable Mm -hmm. but nobody talks about motivating yourself 
to get going early. Right. And, and that's the hard part. It is, especially when your deadline's a year away because yeah. that's such a long time, especially when I didn't know how big of an undertaking it would be because I'd never done something like it. So I was like, a year, I'll do it in nine months, yeah. <laughs> nine months from now. Um, and then that just really stresses you out. So. Right. Hmm. It would alleviate a lot of stress if you motivated yourself and planned better. That's hard to do, though. It is hard yeah. to do. <laughs> I mean, not to give you a free pass, not to, not to give anybody a free pass, but it's it's hard to do. So maybe you know, thinking about it not as I have to write this big project or I have until a certain amount of time to write it, but today I'm going to do X. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like today I'm going to read, you know, a chapter of a book or something like that. So, yes, I wish I would have done that, but I didn't. <laughs> So in addition to uh, advice for people writing their honors thesis, what advice would you have for someone either newly coming into college or someone who's just beginning their college career? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest advice that I kind of would have liked to receive was that um, it doesn't really matter what you do in college, like what you major in or anything, um, so long as you enjoy it and are passionate about it, which I know sounds kind of cheesy, but like when I went into college, I had this this big idea that I needed to major in something that made me sound smart um, and made me sound capable and things like that. But two years into my degree, I was like, oh no, I don't like this. Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage to just do what you want to do uh, or major in what you want to major in, regardless of I don't know, I guess, like, society's perspective of it. Uh, But I think that people should worry less about that um, and just sort of major in what you want to major in. Um, And I also think that, like, this four-year timeline, which is great, and, like, I'm getting my degree in four years, uh, but at the same time, I've been thinking a lot about, like, this whole, like, what's expected of you in four years, and... Um, like if you have scholarships and things, that's one thing, but I think there should be less pressure on following everyone else's timeline because that can really stress people out. Um, and I wish that was something I would have been like cognizant of when I was 18, you know, that like, Hey, if this is too much, because my freshman and sophomore year, I was working three jobs. I was taking 18 hours and I was just like way overdoing myself so that I could graduate in four years. (coughs) And had I known that like, when I got to my senior year and to being a little bit older, I would have realized that that's not important and what's more important is making lasting relationships um, Mm -hmm. and like having those great memories to look back on in college. I think maybe I could have relaxed a little bit. And so I think that's, I guess, um, advice I would have liked to hear. Don't know if I would have heeded it, but. (laughs) (laughs) I've been asked to know. (laughs) I think everyone, in college, I don't. I don't think people calm down enough. <laughs> so. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. What did you start out majoring in? Uh, finance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that right? But man, I hated finance. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I got an internship, which was the worst internship of my life. Um, and after that, I was like, oh my god, I hate this. Mm. Which I knew. I mean, I kind of like my classes. I liked them because like, I excelled in them. I didn't enjoy the what I was studying. Um, mm. And then after I took that internship, which was, you know, 45 hours a week doing finance, I realized 
this is something that I could never do long term or else I would just be so unhappy. Um, and so I changed my major to marketing, which I really enjoy. Um, but had I, you know, just like gone into college thinking I'm going to do something I enjoy and I'm passionate mm-hmm. about, um, I would have saved myself a lot of stress and an internship that I hated. <laughs> Were you like, I, I think that's so interesting that you went into the field and then saw what it was like and then decided, okay, this is not for me. What was there like a huge inner conflict yes. after that internship oh. on whether or not you should change your major? First of all, there was an in, inner conflict like every day driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, do I really have to go today? How far um, into your internship were you when you started feeling like that? Like two weeks. After two weeks. the initial, oh, I got an internship. This is exciting. I'm making money kind of thing more off. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. <laughs> um, like, I remember, I think it was the, and this is a, a kind of uh, funny example, but I think it was like the third week I'd been there. I wore green pants. They were dress pants, but they were green. And I got like a lot of flack for that that day. Everyone was like, we don't really wear green here. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> what (laughs) it's just a color um and so I think that's when I uh started to realize maybe I'm not gonna fit in here because that seems like something that shouldn't matter but it was just uh it was the culture there uh it wasn't a bad culture but it was one that I did not fit into there was Mm -hmm. no creativity everything was very black and white um which just isn't how I operate uh I understand how to do that but it's not what I like to do mm-hmm. um and so there was no room for like creativity there was no room for questions there was just you do what you're going to do and like if you do it well you're you'll succeed here but there was no asking why um and there was just no room for creativity um and that's i mean it was sort of like a blessing in disguise because that's also when i realized how important like being creative mm-hmm. and writing was for me so um, it was important, but at the same time, I really, I, like, I knew that going into college, how important creativity and writing were for me. So had I just listened to myself a little bit more, I right. think I could have <laughs> also where I worked the, uh, first of all, I worked in a very small, like cl- closet sort of, um, I, they didn't have a real office for me, it was just, <laughs> just a closet and there were so many spiders. So many spiders. That so may have had something to do with it. It did. <laughs> it wasn't so much finance. It was really just the spiders. It was the spiders. <laughs> was it like but, a supply closet, like Ryan from the office? <laughs> I will say this though: that like in some respects, that's kind of the the benefit of doing an internship in your college career. You find out, do I like this still? Mm-hmm. Is it what I expected? So in some respects, that internship served served its purpose. Right. You you got a resounding no. From oh, it. God. And yeah. I remember I was I was so upset after the internship ended because I was like, well, I hated that and I'm majoring in it. Um, and so I went and talked to Rachel, who was my advisor at the time, and I was like, I hated my internship. Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, well, that's awesome. And I said, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all awesome. Um, but then she's the one who kind of walked me through and was like, no, that's a, that can be a good thing, right. right, if you listen to it and realize that maybe this isn't what you like doing. Um, hmm. And so that's kind of when I first realized, like, oh, I should definitely change my major. Right. Um, and so then I did that right away. Just during the summer, I just changed hmm. all of my – I was taking all finance classes that next semester, too, so I changed them all to marketing and political science courses 
which I enjoyed thoroughly. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize coming into college is that it's that easy to change your major Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. want to. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I know for me, I've changed my major, what, like three times or something Mm -hmm. already? And so it's something that you shouldn't really be worried about as much. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to change my major my whole college career. I'm going to have to stay like five more years. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's all it, over. It won't happen. <laughs> right. No, and that's not true because like I changed my major two years into college to something completely different and I still have time to get or had time to get two minors. Hmm. Um, now, one of those I would have liked to get as a major, which I didn't have time for because I changed my major. But at the same time, like I had more than enough time to get the major that I wanted so I think a lot of people, you know, once you've finished your freshman year, you're like, nope, can't change my major anymore. But I think most of the time you'll have the time to switch right. it and still graduate on time. And like I said earlier, if you don't graduate on time, like, who cares at the end of the mm-hmm. day? Um, so, yeah. Especially if they're in the same college, like right. finance and marketing mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. I mean, my sister changed her major. One of my sisters changed her major from pre-med to pre-law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after a anatomy class that she did not enjoy. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> did you ever change your major, Ryan? I added a major. I didn't change. Ooh. What was your major? Uh, Undergrad? English. What did you add? What'd History. You add? Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> so all arts for my yeah. undergrad. I started as journalism and then switched to English. Yeah, I was a journalism major for yeah. a while as yeah. well. So... <laughs> Yeah, I realized that the, the history major kind of just happened because I enjoyed taking history classes for electives. And it was sort of like, well, if you just, you know, take these extra classes, mm. like, okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what I'll do with it, but <laughs> I certainly enjoyed it. Yeah. Here We're, we are. Here we are. <laughs> Coming to the end of the road. Um, I mean, you've been an awesome co-host and an awesome employee of the BCL um <laughs> they're they're high-fiving <laughs> um as you kind of get ready to exit the university of arkansas like what you know you don't have to tell us like what you're gonna do because i think that question can sometimes be overwhelming <laughs> but like where do you see future summer ooh, future summer um Ooh, uh, <laughs> that can also be an overwhelming question yeah, um, <laughs> surprise five years from now <laughs> I know I want to go back to grad school, um, but I think I want to take, well, I know I want to take a break first because I haven't taken GRE yet, so even if I didn't want to take a break, I am. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know I want to go back to grad school. Uh, What I'm trying to figure out right now and why I kind of want to take a break and go to work for a while is because I don't know what I want to go to grad school for, Um, so that's kind of where the question lies now Mm -hmm. is like, what will you do in school in the future? Because um, I've been thinking about getting my MBA. I think I would really enjoy that. But I've also thought about like maybe taking a completely different path, you know, <laughs> just throwing everyone for a loop. So <laughs> <laughs> could do that. Um, but, yeah, I think in the future I will, I will have a graduate degree. Um, don't know on what yet, but that is – I. I'm not sure what I want to do yet. Um, I know I would really like like a marketing role, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's probably what I'll work in um, in the interim before I get my graduate degree, mm-hmm. um, and just see how much I like that and if that's something I would really 
enjoy to do with the rest of my life. So yeah, that's where I am right now. Nice. Awesome. Well, I know wherever you end up, you'll do great things. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. Ditto. <laughs> um, well, this is really the conclusion of our season four. And so in season, moving on to season five, um, Ryan Decker is going to be taking over for summer in the fall season. And Ryan, I know that we've kind of introduced you in earlier episodes, but do you want to just give us like a brief overview of yourself? And then also... Um, Ryan has chosen the topic or the theme for the fall, so he's also going to tell us a little bit about that. Awesome. So, yeah, I'm Ryan. Uh, I'm an accounting major with minors in behavioral economics, business analytics, and communication. Uh, so that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the Take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm just I'm really involved in campus, and I really love the University of Arkansas and everything that it has to offer. Um, originally from Kansas City, came down here because, you know, it's close, but not too close. Um, <laughs> plus, I love the area. So, yeah, I'm excited for the rest of my college career here. And also, I'm really excited for next season. Um, so our new topic is something that is really important to everyone, really, no matter what. Uh, so Earth Day was actually early th- earlier this week, mm-hmm. and we have all heard the news that climate change is harming the planet faster than we may have originally thought and all of that. So, our topic for season five is sustainability. So, I'll be bringing in students and professionals to talk about their experiences with sustainability, and we're really gonna try to cover as many topics as we can, right? Because it's such a wide topic, so food waste, to apparel, to architecture, to just generally sustainability in business, uh, really everything. So, I'm excited for this upcoming season, and I can't wait for you to listen in this fall to learn from these experts and how they're implementing more sustainable business processes, as well as how you can be more sustainable in your everyday life. Awesome. Cool. We're excited. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. We're looking forward to Ryan in our new season in summer. Best of luck to you. We all know you're going to do awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much.